I'm Melody. And I'm Kalive. And this is The, the Bullseye. Bullseye. Today we're joined here with our lovely guests, Jason Narajanian and Mary Catherine Finley. How's it going, you guys? You can call me MC. It's easier. Very good. Fair enough. Jason, for short, and I'm doing pretty well. That's awesome. All right. So, Kalibe, start us off. He has an interesting fact for us. I do have an interesting fact. I'm a Grey's Anatomy stan, so did you know that the organs in Grey's Anatomy aren't fake? That makes sense. Mm. Also, that's really cool. They're probably made out of pigs, though, so... I mean, still. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait. They're not human organs, they're pig organs? Yeah. You think they're going to use human organs? (laughs) I'm surprised. If you can find a loophole somewhere, right? I mean... I mean, you know, like... I mean, makes sense. Aren't there laws? All right, so we want to get into a little something for our pop culture discussion today. We're going to start off with some brand debates. So we have a few popular brands lined up, and we want to uh, get some of your opinions because they've been compared over the years. So to start off, what are your opinions? Nike versus Adidas. I think personally, um, I would prefer Adidas just because I'm not sure about the ethical standards of Nike, just because they do so much like, oh, maybe like slave labor, sweatshop labor, and I'm like not into that. Adidas, I don't know how much they do that. Um, I would have to learn more about it. But also, it's like a European brand, so I'm kind of more into it. Ooh, yikes. Kind of on the same line of thinking there. I'm more of a fan of Adidas simply because I think they're more universal in their products. They serve more you know, sectors. But I don't think there's really a big discrepancy in outsourcing. My, mm-hmm. just, my own preference is simply just universal products. You know, they offer more to different people. I think, however, a black Nike sports bra, I can get behind. That is simple. <laughs> that is easy and that tells so many things about a person classy and kalibe your thoughts um to be honest like nike has the aesthetic you know mm-hmm. everyone's like oh you have the nike jordans or something adidas has that like you know the adidas shoes yeah. back in like 2016 mm-hmm. that that was cool and like adidas has the economically and like environmentally better type of stuff you know because it's better for the environment I so you. i think i'd go with adidas, adidas. what about you mel um, I'm personally on the same boat with Adidas just because a lot of the things that have gotten over the years have come from Adidas and they're pretty high quality without like super expensive prices. Like you can get Nike for like $150 for shoes and then you go to Adidas and you get them for like 60 Completely so. off topic, Under Armour has some good stuff too. They really do. I think they're, um, they're underrepresented. They are. I have like literally half of my outfit is Under Armour. So quality. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. So the next topic is Wet and Wild or Cowabunga Bay. Wet and Wild. Wet and Wild. Yeah. I'm sorry. I work literally next to Wet and Wild, and I've never been to Cowabunga Bay, so I really shouldn't talk on this. But like, I don't know. It's just closer for me, so it makes more sense. It's not like a preference of like I don't like this brand and I like this brand more. It's more just like this literally makes more sense. I work directly next to Wet and Wild. What are your thoughts, Jason? Not to take a shot at Calabunga Bay, I've just never been, so I'm going to have to side with Wet and Wild on that one. I've been there, it seems pretty fun, and I just have no experiences with Calabunga Bay. Hmm. And Kaliwe? Uh To be honest, yeah, Wet and Wild. I, I'm kind of a bandwagon type of person. I, I just go on the boat, but honestly, Wet and Wild has like better stuff, to be honest. I thought you guys were going to ask about like Wet and Wild, the makeup brand, and I was like, oh. I mean, I, don't, <laughs> I haven't used their makeup much, but like, versus yeah. Maybelline? I don't know. Maybe. It's Maybelline. But no. So this is more like a local thing, though, because I know that Wet n Wild doesn't exist all around the country. It only exists in like Vegas and like Florida and all that stuff. But I would also have to say Wet n Wild just because I think the park is 
smaller, which makes it a little better because yeah. you have like um, more room to hang out with people, more room to walk, but fewer slides. For real. Yeah. But Cowabunga Bay is like really crowded all the time. I've never been there, but like it's in Henderson, so that makes sense because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like in the middle of nowhere, but true. I hear people like it. All right. So on to the next one. We got Pepsi versus Coca-Cola. I'm going to have to go with Coke on this one. I hate to say it. Um, I'm going to have to go with Coke, too. Like, personally, did you guys know that Pepsi, I think, was made to be drunk cold and Coke was made to be drank warm? So really? mm-hmm. if you drink them, if you drink Coke warm and you drink Pepsi cold, they're going to taste the same pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why there's a difference in the taste because now we usually drink soft drinks cold. So honestly, I will go with either. Usually Coke because it's more of my aesthetic. Pepsi I can deal with, but just... I'm not, I'm not very much a Kendall Jenner girl. Like, Kendall Jenner, she can do what she wants, but, like, that Pepsi ad, I was just like, girl, ugh, like, I mean, we get it, like, you're a model. A same line of thinking there. Like, I'm not anti-Pepsi, but anything like that, but I'll it tolerate it. It goes with aesthetic? Yeah, it goes with the aesthetic, but I'm just going to say this right now. I'll tolerate it, but it's not my preference. You remember that super famous Selena Gomez Instagram photo where she was sipping from the Coca-Cola bottle and it yeah. got, like, the most likes on Instagram ever? I don't know, but that just like turned me on for Pep. I mean, Coca Cola, not <laughs> Pepsi. It, it turned me on for Coke. Yeah, in my Was personal opinion, um, Pepsi kind of tastes like battery acid, and Coke is just like a little sweeter and has more of like a I don't know, nice taste. So that's why I have to give it to Coke on this one. What are your thoughts, Kaliba? I'm sorry, I'm not gonna bandwagon on this one. Pepsi all the way, girl. Just because of the, just because of the, just because of the Kendall Jenner ad. <laughs> Did you see that you ad? Like yes. the Kendall Jenner ad? It was it was mysterious. It was scandalous. It was fun at the same time. So why not? <laughs> I love scandals. Honestly, it I mean, was. Yeah, honestly, on the subject of Coke, they have been in a lot more scandals, especially if you look at like their origin. They had hints of cocaine inside. Oh yeah, the drink. it's called Coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, no I wanted to right? live when they had but cocaine in there. I want to see how it this. tastes. I mean. We we've already now. If you want cocaine in your Pepsi or your Coca Cola, you have to DIY it, which no one here is gonna do. <laughs> no, but I heard <laughs> good point. Yeah. All right, I wouldn't I'll recommend it, but I guess you could. Yeah, the next one is iPhone versus Android. Oh, this one's gonna be hot. I'm probably gonna have to go with Android on this one. I have an Android, and I would say Android purely because Google Pixels are bomb. I don't have one because my parents are cheap and barely even got me a phone in the first place. Um, but, however, Google Pixels have the amazing camera, and iPhones, they, like, purposely make them stop working once they release new ones, so it's kind of annoying. I agree, and also, if you look at it, iPhones actually come out and said that they purposely make iPhone and all Apple products slower as soon as the new one's released, and if you ask any person who has an iPhone, they'll openly say, and this always destroys their argument, but what about the camera? Google Pixels have Google the Pixel, most exactly. amazing cameras. I'm sorry. Like, yes, my phone is sucky. I'm just glad to have a phone at this point. But, like, I appreciate Apple products. I do appreciate that they have some good things. And I do appreciate that because so many people have them, it's better to have one in this climate just because what if someone is like, hey, want to FaceTime? And you're talking to them, and then you're like, well, I really like you, but I can't FaceTime you. I also think that Apple products in general, this is just a type of person you are, are simpler. You know, it kind of depends on the consumer, right? But Android products have that mobility to it where you can modify it more. You can jack it up with all these different types of programs. Some of the things you can't really do with Apple products, but you guys do have simplicity and security. You know what's pretty great? 
a jailbroken iPhone. Anyway, keep going. Oh, no, no, but you're right. Because growing up, my brother and I, uh, we were trying to jailbreak it. And one time it got really bad. So they had to go all the way to the Apple store and get it reset. Because oftentimes it'll actually break your phone. But here's my qualm with Android. If you take a picture on your Android and you send it to somebody's iPhone, the quality instantly goes down. I feel like that's an iPhone problem almost. Because I think they just need to work together a little more. Or even yeah. like over email. It's so annoying because I will send like a really fun like video or my friends will send me a TikTok. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I cannot read what that says. And they're like, it's you. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Thank yeah. you, I think I guess. they do that maybe intentionally where they will decrease the quality as they are sent from one platform to another. So maybe it's just like using a cross platform that's causing the problems. Yeah, they are two different networks. There typically tends to be some level of discrepancies when you're trying to send software to a different centralized system. I hate Computer to say science it. kind of talking here, but I hate yeah. to say it, but I'm iPhone gang all the way just because I've been uh, so accustomed to using it for one. And also like what Jason was saying, there's some simplicity behind it. So like when you're explaining to an older person how to use an iPhone, it makes more sense to them than say a Samsung because it's just too complicated. They need to fix the quirks. For if themselves. I had the financial ability myself and not like relying on my parents and the mobility to be able to use iPhone and Apple products, I would definitely do that. But as it is, I'm happy with what I have. So Jason Kaliban, or you guys also have Androids. Would you guys switch? To be honest, um, let's look at it in hardware and software perspective. And you know, I'm kind of genius, so I know a little bit about it. I think Android has like a better hardware because you know their cameras are better, their chips are better. But the thing is, um, iPhone has a better software. I like how simple it is, how modern and sleek it is, and how iOS is easy to like use. And you can FaceTime people, you can iPhone game or whatever it's called, Apple game, I message, I don't know. Um, you can do whatever you want. So to be honest, I think I'd get both of them. Just an, a cheap Android for the beautiful camera quality, but an iPhone for the software and being able to FaceTime. So I have to ask you this, Klebe, how are you gonna explain that to your future girlfriend? <laughs> um, I'd be like, huh, this phone is is for my other my other friends, wink wink, and this phone is for you, shoddy bae. Okay, adequate answer. <laughs> I personally have dropped my phone so much because I go on runs and sometimes I just kind of let go of it for some reason. My hand just goes, oop, and then it drops on the concrete. This is a screen protector, but still. Is Look that at the that Google quality. Pixel? Is that my phone? No, this is just like an Android cheap one from Costco. Oh. I also have a crystal pop socket, but it's broken. And it's well, sad. one can also say like a Nokia phone is literally bulletproof. Like True. they try to they try yeah. to uh, use one of those giant pressers, the compactors, and the compactor broke trying to break the Nokia. I saw that actually. Yeah, Nokia is pretty undervalued, and honestly, not a lot of people take a whole lot of or don't pay a whole lot of attention to their products. Right. All right. All right, on to the next one. Xbox versus PlayStation. Oof, this one's a toughie. I don't have either. I'll have to say, because I've had both, and I currently have both, both the PS5 and the new Xbox that was just released. And I have to say, on specs, meaning you know the hardware and performance, I'd probably have to say that the PS5 takes the cake. However, on personal preference, I'll have to say the Xbox. So we have a gamer boy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, I have an Xbox thing right now, um, but I did use a PS, whatever it's called. I, see, I don't know the name. A PlayStation many times before. And I just like, 
the quality on the Xbox. I think that like when I play FIFA, you know, it's not glitching. So I guess that's good. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, hold on. I have a question then since you guys are avid Xbox users. Um, is the live actually like does it cost money to play Xbox Live? Yeah, it's, you have to pay money for both. And same thing with other people who have other consoles like Switch, you guys also have to pay live. It's different prices, but for PlayStation and Xbox, it's the same, 60 bucks a year yeah. max. And the only difference between the two, I think that many people are going to argue, is that PlayStation has better graphics. Know, not only graphics, but also better games that only they have, exclusives specifically. I mean, you do have Forza and FIFA does run better on Xbox, but then again, you also have things like, you know, on PlayStation that you just never will get on Xbox. And I think that I have to agree with that sentiment. I actually really like uh, the PlayStation consoles. My brother had a PS4, so he and I played that a lot growing up. And I've also seen like the earlier models. So um, I kind of have some implicit bias, but I've played Xbox before. I don't like it as much because I feel like there's less ease when it comes down to it. GameCube. I'm sorry. My <laughs> siblings are all 90s kids and like millennials, so. So you got the game. Oh, shut up. Anyway. What about Wii? Okay, yes, Wii. I grew up with Wii and all just Nintendo stuff. Yeah. I personally love their products. I have a Nintendo Switch Lite just because my mom was like, you can have it because whatever. What about you guys? And Wii so I've played GameCube, Legend of Zelda, and like old Smash Brothers growing up. Ooh, yeah. So like, I really vibe with Nintendo. And I have like the Switch and my sister has a real Switch. And so I play like all the Legend of Zelda games, um, Animal Crossing, just cause it helps my anxiety. Don't come at me. Don't tell me Animal Crossing is not a game. It is. It's Let really me water my tulips in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I want to sell my pumpkins. Thank you for moving the mic back because I'm getting really heated about this. <laughs> I hate it when people are like, oh, you play Animal Crossing? You're not a gamer. Okay, no, I'm not. What are you going to do about it, Brad? Okay. <laughs> well, we appreciate your passion for gardening, but on the subject, I think you wanted to ask something, right, Melody? Oh, yeah. I was just kind of bouncing off of MC's point. Uh, what do you guys think about Nintendo products? I Amazing. Japan-made products are I so nice. Say, well, Sony is Japanese. All right, well, on the subject of Nintendo, I'd say that they have a lot of good classics, especially with Super Smash Bros. Yeah. and a lot of things that she's just brought dance. up. It's so much fun. Just, <laughs> just dance, dance as well. We cannot forget Just Dance. But oh my, my only thing is, is I think Nintendo's lifespan is getting cut a little short because the growth of both of these companies just keep expanding. And honestly, this is just the one thing I hate is the fact that since they're growing so big and since Nintendo sales aren't really going up as much as they used to, I'm pretty sure we might see Nintendo sell off a lot of their copyrights. And I hope it doesn't happen, but it might be on the I cusp. personally really believe Nintendo is more family-oriented, which I really Agreed. like. I agree. So, like, you're not going to have your five-year-old playing Call of Duty, right? Because if you do, that's not good parenting. I hate to say it. Well, why are you... I mean, I mean, sorry sure. to interject, but that's the reason why I think Nintendo is falling off the wagon is because They're most of the younger kids are looking up to what the older kids are doing. Which is which more, is like, violent games. Violent video games. Violent video games. And, like, yes, violent video games those? are okay. Like, I don't encourage it when you're little but like if you're like a teenager or whatever like go ahead right like um, teenagers do that we grew up with the Wii at my house and Same. I found that the best way to like get that early on I don't know it, exposure to certain video games it was like through Wii Sports or Wii Sports oh, Resort Wii Sports is Wii Sports so if you want to let yeah. out your tennis. frustration in a healthy way you play the boxing game with your Wii oh my goodness so your children are being kind of exposed to the real world but also it's they're still gradual. getting that like yeah it's that, little that by little 
violentness of it. It's, you know, if they have siblings, especially, their siblings are going to be violent with them because that's just how siblings work. Like, personally, you know... Just do multiplayer right, like if, boxing. Like, yeah. if you have I a 10-year-old playing about my GTA, trauma on here, that's what they're going to yeah. think that is a good role model for them. I don't want Has my Has anybody accidentally hit somebody with the actual, like, joy oh, yes. I hit my sister. Honestly, those are... It's I, kind of funny. I was, so I remember funny. I was playing tennis one time, and I was about to... And someone got right in front of me, and they're like, <laughs> oh, whoa! No. And I, I was a kid at the time. I didn't see them coming into my periphery. And it happened. But on the subject of Nintendo, they have a lot of good copyrights. And honestly, I just don't want to see them diminish. But if they don't fix their problem right now, which is the lack of sales and their competition, yeah. I think their days are numbered. I love how we have a stonks bro here, too. Yeah. He's a gamer I'm, boy and a I'm stonks just, bro. I mean, like, yeah. I personally will always love Nintendo because of their high quality. And just yeah. Animal Crossing, it's my childhood with right. Wii. Um, GameCube, we have the old GameCube still. I still play it. That's where I played Legend of Zelda Wind Waker over the summer. And honestly, that kept me going. I'm not going to get into it. Did you ever have a Game Boy? Yeah. Yes. I do have a Game Boy still. Have and you... it's not the light up one. It's the one where it's color, but they didn't have the lights on it yet. So you have to be like in a lit up setting. You can't play it in the dark. So okay. you have like really old game consoles. That's really cool. I have the OG game consoles. I think they're better than the newer ones. They are. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Super Smash Brothers on GameCube is just personally my favorite. Agreed. Don't catch me playing better. it on Switch. The controller, thank it's you. It's so much better. You like hold it and it's just like this grip, this <laughs> it just works. Shifkies. It just clicks. Shevskis. Shevskis. All right, so back to that little fun story that I just mentioned while we were taking a break. Um, so I was like running yesterday, right, and my knees hurt, and I was like talking. I was like, oh, I feel like my kneecaps are going to fall off. And then I was like, you know, kneecaps are kind of this shape of like those round tortilla chips, right? I'd never seen a kneecap in real life. And then I was like talking, and I was like, Oops. I'm just going to like take my kneecaps off and like make restaurant style kneecaps. Just salt them, lightly salt them, little bit of toast lime. them in the oven, a little bit of lime, and dip them in some salsa. I've never heard anybody like make a recipe refer, for kneecaps. No, and refer to a kneecap as like a tortilla. Tortilla chip? Tortilla? Tortilla? Or tortilla chip? Tortilla. I mean, I've never heard Fine. anybody refer to no, them like but that, like, but okay. Think about it. It's like the perfect shape, and it probably is like good for scooping. I mm. wouldn't recommend scooping <laughs> I think it would be a little bit too thick. A little bit. I mean, like a little bit, but like, you know, it's more too. like a pita bread chip. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So like, so get like some hummus. Get some hummus. Um, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. On to the next segment. All right. The next controversial question is thoughts on vegans. And coming from a vegan because of religious reasons for like two months, um, it's, it's pretty cool for me, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I personally, when you say vegan, I just thought of, I don't have TikTok, but I like, I'm exposed to it quite a bit just because of like different social media platforms, etc. And so um, basically the vegan teacher on TikTok, oh she is not a good representation of vegans because I know people who are vegan or like pescatarian, vegetarian, they try to live a more vegan lifestyle and I don't like eating dairy. I'm not a huge fan of animal products, but like I'll eat them. I don't get this thing where they're like, we can't eat honey because it's a bee product. Like, no, like that's fine. You can Came eat from honey. A flower. If it's if it's sustainably sourced, eat it. Yeah, that's why uh, more often than not, even the most diehard vegans will sometimes like consume local honey. Like if the bees are coming from like it's a local pasture, whatever it is, um, they'll likely consume that. It helps or, you with allergies. You know, there are alternatives like agave or sugar in the raw. But some people just prefer not to have those as their choice. Yeah, I'm kind of on a very 
similar wavelength with you guys on that one. I have no prejudice, of course, against people who choose to be vegan. If anything, I would say that most people who are vegan have a much better diet than the average American who is, you know, I guess would be considered an omnivore, eats both meat and vegetables. And the other thing I want to also mention is I think that a lot more people, I, I don't, I know I don't want to run astray with this one, but people should really be focusing more on what they consume. And I think veganism has kind of perpetuate that mm -hmm. because you've seen the rise of organic food, lack of GMOs, and also making mm -hmm. sure that people take good care of themselves. And a good example of that would be beef. Right. Most beef is actually cultivated with cows who eat corn. And cows are not meant to eat corn if you know a single thing about livestock. Right. So I think, you know, veganism has actually promoted a lot of good things for people in terms of their diet. Well, Kalibay, as a vegan, what are your takes on veganism and the vegan community? I love veganism. I just love it because it's innovative. Have you ever had orange chicken, but not orange chicken, orange chicken tofu chicken oh my goodness it's i'm so such good. a fan of tofu yeah and it's innovative i think that the vegan veganism in a whole is really good because if you look at the environmental impacts of being vegan compared to the everyday american it's better for the environment to be vegan but then there's stuff like soy or coconut which like works off slave labor so like i really don't like that part of veganism and what i also hate about veganism is sometimes they act like as a vegan, uh, we act like we're oppressed more than the no. average. No, if you look at the vegan teacher, like she leads She's the vegan. Poor the, representation. Yeah. Though, right? yeah, but the thing is, kids look up to her. So sure. if you see it, like they're gonna think vegans think this, this, this. Vegans think da 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 da. da. We should give our platform to people who actually know what vegans do. That's a really know? good point, you yeah, know, Kalibay, yeah. because I remember watching a video of. Joji, if you don't know who he is, he was oh, Filthy yeah, Frank before. Yeah. And I remember distinctively a video he had created about vegans where he was going around people and asking people to give him a medal yeah. because he was vegan. And I think what has to be cleared up a lot with the vegan teacher that you brought up on TikTok is this whole sentiment that vegans, or the stereotype better, that vegans are supposedly, they think that they're better than others. And that's just simply not true for the most part. Right. I don't see Kalibe going around and asking me mm -hmm. or any one of his teammates, guys, give me a medal. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I vegan. honestly, um, I think sometimes vegans are just vegan because of like health reasons. Like they cannot eat a lot of things. So it's just easier for them to find vegan products. I really don't like when people are like making fun of it. They're like, oh, it's vegan. Why are you eating that? Why did you get it just because it's vegan? It's like, no, mm -hmm. because I feel it's the healthier option for me. And I want to eat it like personally morningstar farms has these amazing like chicken nuggets they're like veggie mm -hmm. tofu soy kind of yeah mm -hmm. they're little buffalo nuggets they are so good and they taste just like real chicken yeah so i guess the moral of the story is you know even if you're not considering veganism vegetarianism or pescatarianism it would be in one's best interest to try to choose the more nutritional and natural option before you know, resorting to a dairy product. Like if you can help it instead of putting regular milk in your cereal, maybe put like oat milk or almond milk. Almond milk, don't use almond milk usually because um, they use so much water when they're producing it that mm -hmm. it's really not good for the environment. They use way too much water just to create a little bit. So yeah. I use oat milk. Oat milk is better. Oat milk ice cream to die for. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is uh, with vegan culture, um, here's the issue. Uh, many companies will like try to thrive on veganism 
and try to make their profits increase on veganism. So Which, they're kind of forcing people not to be vegan because they can't afford those products. Exactly. It's and true. also sometimes by some products that are like made organically or made vegan, the labor that they use for that is not as sustainably sourced as it would be for like if you just got like a a normal beef a normal patty if or something. And yeah, something like that. Like normal quinoa versus organic. Mm -hmm. This was made by who knows. Yeah. Well, I think this has been actually a really good discussion, but we're going to get into the next question now. So here we go. Our next question. Opinions on influencers becoming musicians. Oof. Well, I'm going to chime in on this one first. Personally, it's a hit or miss. And honestly, I don't want to hit. I don't want to really take a jab at any specific influencer, but I will say this much. It's gonna have to depend if you're talented, okay? Because <laughs> the issue with most music nowadays, True. it's so computerized and automated and with all this, you know, auto-tune in it. It's like, is this even music anymore? Like, yeah. is there actually any substance? Is this art? Like, I don't want to wanna get into the argument of like, is it music or not? Because music evolves as time goes on. Like mm -hmm. I took classical piano and I'm classically trained as a pianist. So my teacher would be like, oh, I don't think rap is music. And I was like, mm -hmm. but I think it is because it's lyricism usually. It's, yeah. It has a beat, it has rhythm, it has something that you feel in your soul sometimes yeah. for certain types of music. And that's what music is. It has rhythm, it has lyricism usually, or it doesn't even have to have lyrics. Look at Chopin. You feel those lyrics, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And my only th reason why I say that is because I mean, inherent value—the value of art, whether it be music or a painting or anything that's considered within the arts—is technically considered valuable if you consider it valuable, mm -hmm. especially music. The only reason why I said, you know, whether or not it's music is because the intent of why people are creating it. I don't think that they should simply milk the content. You know, overproducing it just to simply get a quick buck. Right, yes. like um, one of the D'Amelio sisters. Dixie D'Amelio, I was about to bring Dixie. her. Yeah, I was going to say, unlike Jason, let's I call don't her want, I don't want to hate on her because she's kind of young and kind of still um, not fully developed in the brain. Mm -hmm. Neither am yeah. I, but her talent is not there. I hate to say it. I don't want to sound full dancing. of myself. Yeah. Just I can do better. Career path. <laughs> one day. One whole day. I was feeling very, very, very sad. <laughs> Let's look at those lyrics. Those are, I, yeah, I agree. Look at Taylor Swift. She was 15 and she was writing these lyrics and looking back at them, like, I'm like, yes, people make fun of her because they think she's just like a little pop girl or a country girl. But looking at her lyrics and the way she writes, it's incredible. Well, on that note, since you mentioned how music has changed sort of i'd like to get into our old pop culture versus new pop culture discussion so the first question we have for you guys is how have classic love songs changed when compared to these modern love songs i think there's not a lot of difference because yes okay first of all you have classics like i want to hold your hand by the beatles that is an adorable song it's innocent it's cute I don't know all the lyrics, so maybe parts of it aren't innocent. I don't remember, but it's, right. you know, you hear it and you're like, oh, that's cute. Like you could hear like two sixth graders being like, I want to hold your hand. Oh, yeah. that's so cute and sweet. It's innocent. It's before you know what's coming in life. And then you hear, you know, like um, something by Zane from One Direction, like his music now, like let's say like Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk. I was, uh, you know. <laughs> pillow Talk. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that. Yeah. To me, but it seems like the meaning or the message behind these love songs have changed from like purely a um, 
feeling or emotional love to more of like a lust yeah i, I think there's still is like the feeling love songs just yeah. like the innocent ones like colby kaye with the um like it starts in my toes and a crinkle my nose oh, i don't yeah, I forget yeah. what song that one's adorable um and then also, but there still were songs, like old classic love songs that had lust. Yeah. It was disguised yeah. more because but it wasn't open. On like, come on, Eileen. Yeah, of course, <laughs> right? But the thing is, and on Melody's point, the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. What you're noticing with the mainstream is it's becoming more and more abundantly clear that it's more about lust than it is about innocence. Now, granted, if that's what the people want, that's what the people want. But I think it's important to remember that love is more than simply lust, especially mm -hmm. when trying to convey it in a song. And I think it even questions, and kind of on the subject of music before, since it's you know so automated and computerized, some of these songs even come off almost unauthentic. It right. doesn't. You don't see the same level of soul to it, or the same level of like sentimental feeling. Yeah, honestly, I do have to agree with Jason on that point, but like. Again, new modern love songs are also really good. Let's look at like Mitski or like Lover by Taylor yeah. Swift, Mac DeMarco or SZA even. While SZA might be like, like I love you, but she like explains in her lyrics what she feels and you know, about love. I think gotcha. that the parts right. of it are like lust and when lust and love um, mix together, that's amazing that makes, and beautiful. That's yeah. something like when you that, have songs um, like Harry Styles, she is a big mainstream love song that's been produced but that's actually one of the most emotional love songs that i've heard in like mainstream media in a long time however when you compare it to songs like paul anka's put your head on my shoulder you kind of have two different feelings because i feel like the way that we express our love through music has changed over the years i agree yeah. i mean there are a lot of good mainstream hits don't get me wrong right there are a lot of good artists that produce a lot of good music that have that effect where they can merge lust and love and make something really great mm -hmm. but i think we need to start promoting that more with you know trying to figure out that merger or trying to find a good balance between the two because i think we notice a huge imbalance in the mainstream i do love to see now that um we are able to be more open with um, sexuality in music because I really like seeing that especially from female artists especially minority mm -hmm. female artists right. because it's it's like before this would have been put down this would have been shamed a lot more and yes it still is sure. but I do like to see that people are allowing themselves to accept that they are human and mm -hmm. this is part of who they are and like you can be a good person and also say yes I have this urge and I have this urge and you do too and are you going to deny it that's true, and I, I love that you bring that up. So we're going to actually get into the next question. The next question is, what is your favorite album of all time from just this generation and back? So who would like to start us off? I know that's kind of a Can I check my Spotify question. really quick? Because Absolutely. I have so many albums. Well, cool. since um, our neither of our guests have prepared anything, first, um, I believe one of the best albums ever created was One from the Beatles, which has all of their greatest hits of all time, because they have revolutionized the way we view music, not only in terms of genre, but also in terms of lyricism. So we've seen how they've had a major impact on the music industry and how they are one of the greater rock bands of all time. But I think my, um, my favorite new album that's come out is probably... Although it's not that new, Back to Black by Amy Winehouse, it just has so many timeless classics on it that I can't help but love it. 
Yes, and while our guests are still waiting, I'm gonna sorry. <laughs> tell, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll tell Melody and our guests what mine is. Um, I have two. Okay. To be honest, I like "Hey You X" by um, Benny. She's a great singer from New Zealand, and her songs is all about I don't know teenage coming of age. You know, like you you feel like someone's watching you. You feel like. You feel her putting her whole heart into the song, and then my second favorite album, but tied with Hey You X, is definitely Control by SZA, because let's be honest, SZA, 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 I just gotta say that. <laughs> <laughs> and no, look at Control, Hit Different, and you know, like Garden, they're amazing songs that have a deeper meaning to it if you look past you know, her beautiful dancing and her beautiful face. That is phenomenal. Thank you for sharing. All right, our guests. Um, I'll probably just kick this one off of you one more time, MC. I'm just basically going to say, in terms of the old, I'm going to have to say News of the World by Queen. It contains Ooh. We Will Rock You, which is by far one of my favorite songs by Queen. And also, I have to agree that Queen, it's one of my favorite old albums. You know, Queen, yeah. it just, I don't know, it just hits different, I guess is the best way to put it in terms and I'd have to say, I know people are going to hate me for this one because it's mainstream. I'd probably have to say Starboy by The Weeknd, okay. simply because there were a lot of good hits on the album that kind of perpetuated The Weeknd's, you know, rise to fame in many ways. Yeah, and that stunning performance he did at the right? Super Bowl halftime show. Truly, yes. That whole album, I, I think, has been really good. I cannot choose like a specific certain favorite because I listen to so many genres, but I definitely agree with Jason. Um, some of Queen's old albums, I don't know them personally by name, but they are all incredible. Beatles' old albums, very good. Um, for new albums, I really love... This is very mainstream, and I'm s don't hate me for this. Folklore by Taylor Swift and Evermore. The lyricism in these albums, like it's more than just talking about like personal push personal things. It's talking about like murder mysteries, which I love. Like true crime, Ooh. I'm into that. Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet, an amazing album. And also, let me find it. Let me find it. Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. That oh, Miley is Cyrus is making a comeback. Let's admit it. I think she is. She well. is. Yeah. But Taylor Swift definitely has Wasteland been... Baby by Hozier. Ooh. Hozier could run me over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love Hozier. I remember when Take Me to Church came out. I was like, this guy is going to go places. And he really did. Oh, my goodness. Almost in sweet music. Um, Cherry Wine. Yeah. That song, just the lyricism. And when you find out what his songs are about, it just hits you so hard. Yeah. And it's he's like very... Um, He's very open-minded about he his is. songs. The songs tackle a lot of different uh, communities, and it's very representative. Uh, Jason or Kalibe, do you guys have any opinions on Hozier or Taylor Swift or any of the albums she mentioned? You know, I have. I'd have to say Taylor Swift is really talented. You know, she's had an impact, especially on younger women in our country, and I think that I love how her music inspires. I have to say, I love the fact that a lot of people are hit hard by her music and. I've heard a lot of great things about Hosher, especially with what you guys have had to say. And I'm just glad to know that women musicians can have an impact on women in our country now. Because I know that right now women are kind of going through a social crisis because of the old and the new. And I think these musicians have done a really great job in trying to usher in the new by not to completely dismantling the old and demonizing it in a way where it creates mm -hmm. more confusion. I think so. She's too. gone back to Taylor Swift. Like has kind of gone back to her roots 
with like country and folk, which I really love to see. Um, I used to hate country a lot. I still don't like it that much, <laughs> but I can stand it. Casey yeah. Musgraves, Kelsey Ballerini. Oh yeah. Some Carrie Underwood. Kaliba, what are your thoughts? Um, Taylor Swift is a very good artist. Don't get me wrong. I love her music, but SZA? like. SZA. No, and I'd, I'd also like to add on to the point that MC made. Um, the deeper meaning, the broader aspects of albums, one album I'd like to add is Sawayama by Rina Sawayama. She had a great album. Rina Sawayama, did she make Excess? Yeah. I love that song. It was song. all about how today we buy stuff and don't know what we're doing. And then she has Come des Garçons. And it's like, it's about how women are wanting to be equal to men and it's it hits so many aspects of like pop culture and social society today yeah. that i would like i love the album you know another great influential album um this isn't a new album this is actually a very old album so going back to the older midnight pop culture, memories by one direction well that is a really good album but <laughs> i was gonna say um dark side of the moon by pink floyd uh, I think that was one of those albums that also revolutionized the way we look at music because the album isn't necessarily just talking about one thing. It's like a masterpiece. It's um, every thought, every emotion. They even made a movie about it, which I think is really cool. And Pink Floyd, I think, has changed the way we look at music. Yeah. Do you guys have any other older albums you guys want to talk about? Can I talk about international albums? Yes. Sure. Um, so I think everyone knows I'm Ethiopian, so I grew up on like African music. My dad loves music, so he has a lot of Ethiopian albums in the house. One of his favorites, uh, I believe, is I think it's uh, by Teddy Afro. I think it's just called Teddy Afro, the album. <laughs> um, it's all about how like what's going on in Ethiopia and how like Ethiopia wants to be considered a country where everything's prosperous. And how, you know, we want to hit that spot, but, you know, we're held back by stereotypes. And I really, really love international music by that. And there's also Video Club. Uh, it's French music. Video Club has amazing music. And um, Edith's, uh Paif, I don't know. She made um, oh, La Vion Rose. You know, my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite French music. Yeah. Right. I Yeah, I also think foreign music needs to be considered because... Um, Although a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar with foreign artists, it's important that we promote them because their music actually is really good. An artist that I like is a French artist, um, The Marinas. They've made a resurgence. Yes. They are a French group. And one song I really like by them is called Carigno. And it's really good. And I think that people should also start listening to some foreign tunes. Yeah, I kind of think that the huge thing of like English being the language that we think everyone should speak is just so... like. I don't know, like, I don't know. Why do you expect everyone to speak your language? It makes yeah. everybody kind language. of closed off to it what music actually exists out there in the world. And then just the intricacies of those other languages. That's why I like seeing, like, K-pop becoming mainstream and all that, just because it's, like, it's promoting, like, different people, different types of music and other languages. Yeah. All right. So we have about two more questions we can cover before we need to close out the episode. So... We want to talk about TV. Okay, so I will be asking the question, <laughs> what is your favorite TV show of all time from this generation and back in the day? So, our guests. Oh, okay, so growing up, my mom was not big on TV. Mm -hmm. I didn't really watch many shows. Once I got a little older and was able to like go online on my own, I would watch Disney Channel shows, stuff like that. 
um, had access to Netflix, etc. I'd say one of my definite favorites is um, Parks and Recreation. Ooh. That is a very good one. Yeah. As well as Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. I know these are very basic of me. I do love The Office. I think it's oversaturated sometimes with people loving it so much. I can appreciate it, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes I'm just like, it's not the best show ever. Like, get over yourself. I agree. Mm-hmm. On the subject of the new, I'd probably have to say my favorite would have to be House of Cards. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, that probably is a, a good typical, one. probably a typical one coming from me if you know that me well. That is a pretty good show. Pretty but good. Yeah. I like it because of how in depth it goes. Because if you look at a lot of shows that kind of have the same premise as House of Cards, they could not talk about the same type of stuff they talk about on House of Cards if you've seen it. And I definitely advocate for people to watch it because it's really eye-opening to realize what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, I've only watched one season of it, but I really did like it. And it was a heavy show to watch, definitely. But it was... I really liked it. What about you, Mel? Oh, okay. So, um, in terms of old TV, my favorite show is That 70s Show. It's a sitcom. It was made in the 90s, but it's about the 70s. And I love the, you know, the dynamic. I love the group. And I love all the characters. Although, one of the actors is very problematic. Um, The guy who played Hyde is actually um, charged with some crimes right now. But back in the day when he was on the show, I think that that was very entertaining. And Kalibay? Um, okay, so one of my favorite old TV shows has to be Three's Company. Ooh. Um, it's a really nice sitcom about like three people living together. <laughs> and one's a guy, two are girls. And it's really funny about how like life was back then. But like some people might see some scenes and it's like kind of problematic because, oh. but then, but then again, like we talked about this topic a little bit earlier. The times back then, that kind of stuff was allowed mm-hmm. and now it's not. But I agree, it shouldn't be allowed sometimes. Um, another old show that I like is Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, it's a really funny sitcom. Uh, newer shows, I'd have to do two. One is The Blacklist. It's oh. a really good show about an FBI agent, you know, who's somehow related to the world's hugest criminal on the FBI wanted, most wanted list. And it's so good. Twilight uh, Zone, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, my second favorite has to be Grey's Anatomy because I want to be a surgeon, not yes. because of Meredith. But, you know, just because Grey's Anatomy is amazing. I forgot to mention this one when the question was asked, but probably on the subject of the old, I'd probably have to go with Family Ties. Probably you guys aren't aware of it, but it's just a show with, what was his name? He was in Back to the Future. He was the main character. I forgot his name. Marty McFly? No, Uh. like his actual name. But anyways, yeah, it's just basic (laughs) to kind of get the main premise of the plot. It's just about, you know, this kid growing up in the 80s, and he's like a big conservative so to say but the, what's funny about it is the fact that some of his ideas are flawed and inconsistent and it like it's kind of a political satire and it kind of makes fun of the dysfunctional family unit kind of during that period especially with the cultural dynamic yeah what and had been going on another show that i think does a similar thing is boy meets world it was the prequel to girl meets world which yes. came out in the 2000s but boy meets world came out in the 90s and i think it's a very good depiction of what high school life is actually like and doesn't try to satirize it or make it like overtly comedic it's mm, high school musical it's oh it's dramatic <laughs> but it's also very funny and it's it like is. a family show you can definitely um learn a lot of good life lessons about what it's like to grow up and i think that's one of the only shows to do that now we finished the tv but i would like to go into one last topic love island <laughs> <laughs> i got a text okay what do you guys believe is the best movie ever made 
This can be movie. Came out now, came out in the past. Came out in the 1800s. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think. I don't, I don't that either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guess what are you guys' favorite movie? Jason? <laughs> Oh my goodness, Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 version with Keira Knightley. Also, any movie with Keira Knightley. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry. All right. laughs> she had like a little uh, seizure for a moment. Good? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay on something more simple. I'm probably going to have to go with Back to the Future on this one. And yeah. the reason why I say that is because even though it's, of course, about a story with, you know, a teenager approaching this doctor friend of his and going back to the past to fix something... It's important to mention kind of the whole message behind the story in that you should stick up for yourself. It stands to the test of time. And I think we're noticing with this generation that confidence is a very big thing that needs to be promoted. Well, that's actually a really, really good way of looking at it. And I think that's really good because it stood the test of time. All right, Kalibe, what's up with you? My favorite movie has to be movies. The Hunger Game trilogy. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I just like it because I like dystopian movies where it's placed in a society where like nothing works. It's it's messed up, you know, a kid's trying to find their way through life. And it's kind of all the same, all dystopian movies. Mm -hmm. It always starts with that teenager who's rivaling the societal rules, the status quo. And yeah, so The Hunger Games. That's a really good series. And I mean, I've seen it a thousand times because it's always playing, but I think it's really good. Um, my favorite my favorite movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I think the best movie of all time has to be Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yes. Despite how much there's one scene in that movie I can't stand to watch, um, the entire movie actually is a really, really good depiction of high school life. It is. Um, the movie is, in the book, is hard for me to watch or read just because of, like, it, it's, I associate it with certain things now, mm -hmm. um, like certain people, but... I do really love it. It's my one of my favorite coming-of-age movies, along with 10 Things I Hate About You. Have either of you seen it, Khalib or Jason? Perks of a Wallflower? No, but I can say I love Emma Watson. So, uh. <laughs> I've heard a lot of great things, mm -hmm. and considering that I've been told again to watch it, I'm probably going to watch it. All right. Well, with that being said, I think we need to start wrapping up the episode. I want to thank you, Jason and MC, for being here today, and my co-host, Kalibe. Thank you so much. <laughs> we hope to have you guys on again sometime. And just a quick shout out, congratulations to Jason, Kalibe, and myself to making it to nationals for speech and debate. I think that's a huge, a huge achievement. Yes, for sure. to you guys. thank you. Congrats thank you. to you too, Mel. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you so it. much, Mel, and thank you for having me on.